0: Blog Talk Radio. A charity in Utah that runs a needle exchange program has been saved by the sale of penis-themed face masks. The most surprising thing about this story is that there are people doing drugs in Utah. I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. I said that on Twitter, and someone said, what else is there to do in Utah? And that may be true. I've never been to Utah. Hello, hello, hello. It is Brett from the Bunker. It is Wednesday. It is May 27th. It is the year 2020. We are here. We are live. And I'm here with Todd Montesey Todd, how you doing?
1: Hey, man. How's it
0: going? Good. So I ask everyone this. How are you holding up?
1: I'm all right, man. I'm just being creative. I'm just like, uh, I'm just... Focusing on creating content, I'm lucky enough to have like a web series that I've been doing like uh, before this for like a like a year or two called PN and Friends, and basically we've been uh, doing like, you know, creating an episode a month and releasing a month. And now it's like it was quarantine, so now we're doing like quarantine episodes. So I'm just editing that. I'm doing my nightly uh, UG uh, quarantine talk shows on Instagram on UG Comedy Show, and you know, and also I have a I brought back my uh, UG Comedy Show for zoom as a house party and it's kind of a cool thing and we're doing on Wednesdays. So, oh, cool. you know, i just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just tripling down onto comedy, which is kind of funny though. Cause I feel like now uh, I've been doing more work than I've done before. Like I almost feel like I'm actually like, I feel like now comedy's like a hundred percent like my work, which it should be. It's always been like, you know what I mean? Like you, you work jobs, you work all these temp jobs just to make ends meet. But now it's like, I'm just, you know, now it's almost like I feel like I'm a, a broadcaster like, you know, daily this, you know? this is your first this is your
0: full-time job because this is what's this is what's left, right? I mean, this is what you you've got time and now you can spend time doing the stuff that you want to do. Is that a, is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like to call it as like my uh my furlough time, my uh nice <laughs> Todd, Todd Moniz, he's excursion into uh, creativity and inner self. I don't
0: know. Right. <laughs> we were say, we were saying off the air. There's going to be a lot of documentation of this quarantine. A lot a lot of creative people out there doing their thing, letting us know what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. If they're, they're, they're going to do all those documentaries. I can't wait for my last dance. You know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How, how are you finding the Zoom shows? Because that's been a topic the last few days.
1: Uh, You know, I guess uh, I've I've done a couple, though, but, like, uh, I've just been studying Zoom shows and seeing, like, what works and what doesn't before I brought back my show, you know, because – and and I think the thing is, like, people need to understand it's a different experience. You can't just do regular – you can't just do traditional stand-up on that field. It makes no sense. It's like, you know, it's like trying to do Catskills comedy and, like, you know – now. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. You you gotta, like, engage, like, the viewer. I mean, the the viewer's not there with you in person, but they're watching. So, like, last night I did a show. It wasn't on Zoom. It was on StreamYard, and the thing was, like, it was one of those shows where you're just looking at yourself in the mirror of your phone, right? Right. And you're just like, so, I'm not gonna do traditional stand-up. I'm not gonna be like, hey, guys, what's I'm, I'm gonna just fucking do, like, a weird... So I did basically, like, a weird stream of consciousness, like, almost like vloggy set, you know, where you're like, you know, and yeah, I had some good material I brought up and I brought up some weird, like, you know, dark stuff from like quarantine. And, you know, it was, it was interesting, you know? And then I was like, Oh, cool. At least, you know, me kind of talking to myself while people are viewing detachedly somewhere else, you know, somewhere on Facebook or whatever, like uh, it definitely brought out a different performance of that. And you know what? I I welcome that. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm a creative guy. I'm into like adaptation, you know. So, I mean, that's why I got into like the creative arts to create, you know. So,
0: so less stand up, more vlog. Is that if was is that kind of what we're talking no, about? It, at least, well, that's what you think works better.
1: I think it's more like a personal, like make it like like a conversation, not like hey premise stand up punchline stop premise stand up punchline stop. You know, I mean. Uh I mean, I'm sure like a Stephen Wright could make that work if he's a genius, but I don't know if like anyone else unless they if they don't know you, you know I mean people want experiences people want like you know the direct it's almost like you go directly towards you, where it's you, your persona, and you're like you're in a self out there doing the material almost like a... like an distilled version of like your stand up you know what I'm saying where it's mm-hmm. like oh raw more like raw where it's just like you know what, let me just put it out there and you know. If joke hits, it hits. Does it? Whatever. You know. You don't even know if a joke hits or not. You know. I well, just that is a wanna... key thing.
0: I mean, do you, when you do your, when you do your Zoom show, did you have people unmuted so that you hear a little bit of laughter?
1: Oh, on my Zoom show is different. So, like, like I said, like basically, I've been watching what the Zoom sh- i am been watching and studying and seeing what people have been doing, and I've been seeing a lot of complaints about like Zoom bombing. They don't want that. So I locked the room down, and also I've been hearing like people going like, Oh, well, you know. It's awkward when there's no audience. So, so what I did was basically, I, I turned my show into a studio audience, right? I basically have four comics who, and by the way, it's changed into like a talent show, but like a, a parody talent show, like uh like a, like sort of like a backwards um, gong show, like an inverted okay. gong show where like, right. so basically we have nine audience members who are judges, right? And they, and they come in different shapes and sizes. Like they're, so we have some wacky judges, some fake celebrity judges, real people, like friends friend of pass shows and stuff, like nine audience members judges and four comics who uh, compete against each other to become the quarantine champion. And then if they win the show, they come back next week to defend their crown. And the premise is everyone does five minutes, the four comics, but it has to be about you know, quarantine-related material, you know? Right. And basically after that, if they, the two comics that reach to the final round – they do one bit that they're planning to do when things go back to normal in front of an audience that they've never done before. Right. So it's fun. And then of course the winner, like when they come back, they come back next week, uh, they have to do brand new material. That's the only caveat because you're the champ. You yeah. So it's fun. So it's a little challenging, you know, cause like, Hey, you're a returning champ, you know, you, you want to make it a little challenging like, Oh, like how, you know, And also, you get to create material in a a positive environment. And, like, if you come back, it's like, oh, great, I'm making a new five minutes, new five minutes. So when things come back to normal or semi-normal, at least you'll be ready with some good material that you've already, you know, honed. And also, I'm going to edit the – so anyone can watch the episodes. We stream it uh, outside on Twitch and on my Facebook page and on Periscope. But I'm also going to edit the episodes down into, like, 10, 15-minute, like – you know, like, TV show-type episodes, dads it up, little bits and pieces there, names and stuff, and we're going to put it up on, like, YouTube as its own thing, and then, like, you know, put it on IMDb so they'll get credited. So, you know, so we're... we're, We thought the whole thing about it, you know what I'm saying? We're not just trying to do, like, oh, here's a Zoom show. We want to do something that's, like, you know, like, uh... that you could watch even after this is done. Like, like kind of document. Yeah, and also, it's kind of cool just to see, like, oh, episode three, so... Christy Mayer won that. Is she going to win episode four? You know, and we've been getting like positive feedback. People have been watching from the streams and people, and like audience members have been commenting from the streams and I'm, I'm still tweaking it. Like I'm trying to like, uh, cause I want to get more engagement from outside the zoom room, you know, but, but we're working on it and we're fixing it up and like, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of things with it. So that, that's cool. So basically, yeah. so basically uh, my thing is this, just like, uh, I mean, everything's, everything's ground zero. So, fucking create. Like, make your own, like, scene. Make your own, you know, rules, you know? As long as it's positive and not, you know, ridiculous.
0: Right. What would be a ridiculous rule? What would be something that was uh, not positive?
1: You know what? Like, in early, like, when I I was trying to think of the way to create the format of the show, I brought up, like, instead of, like, doing the final bit where it's, like, a joke you've never done before, I was pitching about doing, like, a roast battle, right? Like, the final two comics do a roast battle. But then I think one of the contestants was like, yeah, that's kind of weird, like, because do I have to study for a roast battle of a person I don't know and during quarantine? So then I nixed that, because I'm like, you know, because it does make sense, right? Like, the final two comics, and then they're just like, they don't even know each other, you know? Like, you have to right. study to roasting, roasting for all fours. And then roasting is its own thing, too, you know? So, and also, if we even if you made it like a thing where it's like, you know, you don't have to take it seriously with the roasting, they, it, it probably still would fall back to, like, tropes and stuff, like, yeah, quarantine, you're, you know, you're you so, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I think we, we nixed that, and then we, like, pivoted, and I say, I guess the we, I mean me,
0: and then right. we, like,
1: yeah, and then pivoted to something like, oh, yeah, how about a new bit that they're planning to do that they, because I'm sure people have bits that they want to do in front of an audience that they've never done before, like a new joke, you know, like a new joke that they want to just test out you know what I'm saying, that they're like, oh, this would be great for an audience. And I'm like, oh, that, that, that's cool. That that makes sense. So, you know, so I thought that. And, you know, it's working. You know, those shows have been, like, around an hour. It's short and sweet. You know? And, and you know, and again, like, I'm going to edit those down for, like, you know, YouTube, like a proper game show type thing or talent show type thing. And then, you know, and who knows? I mean, like, maybe afterwards, like, uh, if things go back to normal or normalish, and and they need, like, a new show, it's like, this could be, like, a funny little weird show. I Sounds like it'd be good for, for Quibi.
0: Though. You know, you know, Quibi, Quick Bites, yeah. uh, that new thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I pitched something to Quibi with a company like, uh, in the before times, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And, and that's funny too. Cause like uh, with Quibi, I, I pitched uh speaking of which, I actually pitched a talk show where basically the premise was like, uh, me, it would be like my, it would be like a, like a regular late night talk show, except that like, I'm trying to get famous at the end of each episode cuz you don't know me, right? So the premise would be like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I I'm going to try to be famous, you know, and then see and then we'd study how fame what's fame, you know? Like for example, there would be an episode where it's like Todd Monsey tries to start like a like a band and get a hit song in like 10 minutes, right? Cuz the episodes are supposed to be like 10 minutes long or such right. like quick bite. So it would be live, it would be interactive, and then like the audience could help me out like you know, and then also we'd have, like, a celebrity producer, like, maybe a Puff Daddy to help me, like, make a song in, like, ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, i make That'd a band in a song in ten minutes, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing was, I guess I guess I didn't have, like, uh, the um, celebrity cachet because I guess they veered towards, like, more names and stuff. I'm like, this would be perfect for now. Like, like I wanted to do a talk show that engaged people all Like, I want to do a late-night talk show that's not limited to just, like, oh, we're just doing America that's open to the whole world. You know what, right. what I'm saying? where you could basically get callers or like people participating from Brazil or from China or whatever, like wherever it's streaming because it's on the internet, it's online. And now like, you know, y- you know, a year later, you know, Quibi just came out, the world collapsed. And now yeah. people are just doing all this stuff where it's like interactive. Like I did an interview by Instagram live with like a comedian from like Scotland on like uh you know, at 3 PM. And I'm like, this is the way the world was going, you know? And now like, I know they're having some problems. So I'm like, you know, Sometimes you gotta, if you want to make uh, a, a point, if you want to make a hit, if you want to make your ground a flag on the ground, you gotta go outside. You gotta go with like big thinkers. You gotta go with like the barbarians outside the gate. You can't just use the same old. Because again, you know, the, the you know, I mean, I get it. Like the establishment, you know what's going on. Great, the median, it always falls. You know, there's always something new comes along. You know, you gotta be prepared to adapt and just be ready to like, you know you know, create your own thing and just create, like, something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't – I feel like society's kind of rested on its laurels, and it's like, you know, it just gets degrades, it gets degrades, it gets degrades, and then when it comes time to fix the place up, it all collapses. and now it's like, all right, instead of fixing it up, now you got to make a new building. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. No, that does make sense. I mean, Quibi, unfortunately, the timing was not so great. They re- They really need a commuting culture in order to – they need people to be walking around watching their stuff. I don't know that it's the best home market. I mean, I'm sure there's you know there's a there's a, uh, the things that really are killing it are the Tiger Kings, you know, the thing or the Last yeah, Dance, right. you know, something something where there's you know yeah. six to ten hour long episodes, right? Because um, people people are stuck, you know, it a perfect time to release those. Like I don't, I mean, but I'm sure Tiger problem. King would have gotten some attention, but I don't think it would have gotten the kind of attention it did with the, not for the quarantine.
1: Yeah, but here's another problem too. Like you already have YouTube doing that stuff. They already have like. Material from, like, five minutes, ten minutes to one minute to, like, you know, six-hour documentaries that people are watching. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a billionaire. I don't have a billionaire company. I don't have money to spend. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, if I was, like, rich, I'd always, like, try to figure out, like, who are the hungry people that have ideas, you know? But uh, I don't know. (laughs) There's just, so
0: many subscription services. I mean, I, I just like uh, what was the thing that's going to be on HBO? Oh, HBO Max is going to do Max, Snow yeah. Snow Crash. Did you know the novel Snow Crash by Neal Stephenson, great sci-fi novel. Um, so that that they've, they've been trying to bring that to the screen for forever, and so they're going to bring that in. It's one of my favorite books. And I'm like, God damn it! Now I'm gonna have to get HBO Max too. (laughs) You know, like it's not happening tomorrow, but there's just at some point there's got to you got to reach a point where it's like I can't have all of these things. You're gonna start triaging. You're gonna you know sort of have it, get rid of it, get bring it back, you know, go back and forth. There's gonna be because you know, I just, I can't have 15 different services. There, there's just, there's a limit. Um, and you're always going to have Netflix because I feel like you have to have Netflix. You know, you're probably going to have Hulu, maybe not. Amazon Prime has other benefits. You know, it's just, it's a little more complicated.
1: Yeah, I think at the end, it's going to end up being like a weird cable situation again where it's going to be like three or four major outlets. Like, and then everyone, you know, and then they everyone else like falls in line with them. Like I could see Netflix, like as Netflix, Netflix was smart. They they operated early, you know, because they were basically right. like blockbusters. But then they were like, all right, we got to pivot, you know, because this, this is going there, and they pivoted. And like, you know, now now they're like they're they're basically top two or three like mainstream brands. When you think, actually, they're probably the top brand when it comes to like, all right, let me get an online uh, content. Like, if I'm just going to get like one streaming site or one streaming uh, thing, what am I going to subscribe to? Netflix, because right. it has like a variety of like everything, like a variety it. it there's something there that probably fits to you that you might you like. You will find yeah, something yeah. to watch.
0: I mean, that could be their right. slogan. Like, we, we've we got something you like. You know, there's just, yes. there, they, I mean, it may not be the exact thing. Like, that was the thing. I, I had a friend years ago. He was like, well, do they have this movie? And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe. But if they don't. Yeah you know, then whatever. I'm sure they got something else. It's just, you know, he wanted that movie right when he wanted it. And yeah. it's like, well, that's not really how it works. You know, some of those things are available on other services or you have to rent them, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I have a Roku, and on the Roku you can search sort of which streaming services have any particular movie before you go and rent it, and that's really handy. Um, so I was, I was doing another podcast and we were doing mob movies, so I was able to punch it in and say, okay, so turn. Oh, look, it turns out that's on something I already subscribed to. Great, I don't have to pay for it you know so that's nice Uh, but if not then i gotta go rent it you know that's that's the way it is that's what happens um yeah i I feel feel like comedy has not totally taken over on those just yet i feel like there's still Mm -hmm. there's still an opportunity for comedy to move into those like obviously you have stand-up specials like on netflix and wherever else and hbo of course has had comedy specials for forever but i feel like short-form comedy has maybe not found a real toehold in these would you agree with that what do you mean, like sh- short
1: form? Like define that? Do you mean like well, like uh, what we're talking
0: like, about, like like you, show, you know, like a ten minute game show, you know, or so like where, where yeah, which yeah. is where it's comedy focused, you know, something sort of like at midnight, like which was not ten mm-hmm. minutes, of course, it was a half hour, but like that was very very popular. And that was on Comedy Central, and that was great. I feel like there's more room for more shows of that nature that where where it's you know comedian focused Obviously, comedians are all over the place. They're, you know, the yeah, House yeah. Hunters just announced they're going to have a new show of comedians watching House Hunters and making fun of it, which apparently is a thing. I had no idea. Yeah, um, yeah. I think but, I told you uh,
1: last night on my show that like uh, there's like celebrity haircuts. I think celebrity it's haircuts. That's that's, that's that's
0: that's hilarious to me. I, I gotta yeah. I, that that is that is just celebrity haircuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me see. I just like, want, I, I, want to I, I, plug I, this
0: in. This in. Oh, right. I don't know the, cele- the best, the best new celebrity haircut. I'm not finding the TV show. Celebrities but, do their yeah, own I mean, at-home haircuts amid coronavirus. Uh, they're just like us.
1: Do you see it? Do you see it?
0: I'm not. Oh. I'm not. Te- oh, wait, TV show. Hold on. Let me see. Celebrity haircuts. TV. Haircut Night in America. Uh,
1: that CBS might be it.
0: Right? CBS to air quarantine yeah. special. Haircut Night in America. Oh my god. There you go. And yeah. Rebecca Remes yeah, yeah. Stamos cutting Jerry O'Connell's hair. I mean, yeah, I guess exactly. we love we love them uh, you know, TV personality Kelly Osbourne, Lindsay Vaughn, and NHL player PK Subban or Subban, I have no idea. Um, ay ay ay. I guess if that's what people want to watch. I mean, I, I you know, the, the Haircut Night Haircut Night in America, which is producer Mosley, airs uh, May 29th. Will you be watching? And it's like, well, not really.
1: It's not, yeah, yeah.
0: definitely not yeah. my thing. Uh, but there are people who love celebrities, and I think would watch them do anything.
1: I don't know. I think I think the celebrity era is kind of like dying out. I think people want some re, something real It's something like, like especially now with this quarantine, it makes you reevaluate everything. That like uh, your living situation, your like, you know you know, your political affiliation or everything. Everything's like being re-evaluated. I guess that's comfort food for people. It's just like, Oh, a celebrity's getting a haircut. What's the celebrity watching on TV? It's like, I mean, you know, uh, these people are not chosen by fucking some high, higher power, you know, mighty mountain God or something like that. These are just, you know, just like you, except that like somehow someone goes, Oh, you know what? They're so pretty or like they're so special i guess we'll put them up there and you're like they're not that special or pretty so i don't know maybe that's why i'm a creator and not like a, you know
0: a more of a creator like less of a not a celebrity fan not someone not someone who uh, who dives deep into that Cause like like i bear, someone did an impression of kim kardashian at a, on open mic the other day and i realized i have no idea what kim kardashian sounds like like, I could have been yeah. a good impression. For all I know, it was spot on because I have no idea what she sounds like. I've never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It has no interest to me. You know, like,
1: yeah, I just don't care. It's not like she's Zaza Gabor. It's not like she's Gabor, like, uh, you know, like Muhammad Ali, where you're like, oh, right, this is something that's like iconic. I guess yeah. it's iconic now but whatever I don't
0: know. It well I think it is, I think it is for some people but there are definitely, you know, certainly people like me and sounds like people like you um where I don't know, you know, like I it's just not my thing. I I I mean there's just uh, that's a, and that's a huge chunk of celebrity culture. I mean that you know that is a that is a massively popular show. Like I remember when she got famous you know, and that was interesting. And I was like, okay, you know, she's uh, Rob Kardashian's daughter, you know, whatever. And then it's just like, I'm aware of her. It's not like I don't know who she is, but I I don't know what she sounds like. I, I have no idea. If I've ever heard her talk, I've totally forgotten. I think I heard her on the Howard Stern show. That was maybe it, you know, yeah, that yeah. was because I was listening to Howard, not because I was listening for, you know, for Kim Kardashian. Um, exactly. And, you know, you, I vaguely know who she's dated. Like, I know she, remember she dated Reggie Bush, but that was because I was a football fan. So I knew yeah, who Reg Bush Humphreys. was dating. Remember Chris Humpriest
1: from uh okay, Chris the basketball player?
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. And now and she's married to Kanye and, and they have a kid named North and it's Northwest and that's a little kooky, you know, but it's it's not the weirdest celebrity name that you've ever heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's kind of a cliche celebrity name where it's like, Hey, let's uh, name our kid something weird, like cucumber or something like that. It's like, all right, whatever. I
0: mean I it's sort of I don't know. I don't know. It's sort of amusing. I always think, like, Mm -hmm. whatever, their kid's going to be rich, so it doesn't really matter. But you kind of wonder, like, if if the bottom fell out of the world, which I guess it has, but if the bottom fell out of their world and they suddenly had no money, and all of a sudden this is just a normal kid with the name Northwest, like, is that really nice? Or, you know, um,
1: Bronx Mowgli was
0: always my favorite.
1: Ah, right, right, right. That that was uh, whose kid, like Brad Pitt's kid or
0: something? No, no, Pete uh, Pete, uh, Wentz and um, Ashley Simpson.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the worst part when you have like a kooky name from like a minor like D level celebrity, and you're just like, really, really Dad?
0: really. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Like, I'd be annoyed. Like, like there was, a, remember, like David Bowie supposedly had a kid named Zoe, but that was, the, but it was really the middle name. So, it, so the kid's name wasn't really Zoe Bowie. It was, it was like you know John Zoe okay. Bowie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, his son was, like, Duncan Jones. But Duncan Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. So, um, but that's the thing. Like, the the rumor was that his kid was named Zoe Bowie, but that wasn't really true. Like So, so he's, like, being a little kooky, but it's the middle name. So, you can be kooky with a middle name. It's not yeah. that big a deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's no problem with that, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, all right. So, we're not too into celebrity culture. We get that. So, what comedians do you like? Who are, who are some of the comics that you were really into?
1: Uh, I think growing up, uh, I mean, like, uh, I was really into Lenny Bruce. Like, uh, I was reading all the comedy books, but, like, I'd say my big five are Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, Sam Kinnison, George Carlin, and Andrew Dice Clay. And, Ooh, uh, Dice. First time Dice
0: has come up. Dice is a little controversial.
1: Well, I mean, the funny thing was, he was, like, the first stand-up I saw as a kid because I was five years old. I was at, like, a – I think my fan, like, aunt's – it was, like, a Christmas party at my aunt's house or something like that. And, like, they're, they're, I was, like, I was in another room watching Real Sex on HBO. It was, like, my first time watching HBO. <laughs> and I was like, whoa – and then, like, after that popped up. No, before that, it was Dice Clay popped up. And I was like, wow, look at this guy. He's cursing with nursery rhymes. That's amazing. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> right? And then I ran into, like, the main party room. I was like, hey, check it out. You got to watch this. This guy's, like, you know, cursing with nursery rhymes. Right? I did. Mean, and then, like, when I came in, they were like, it was like real sex on TV. And I was like, oh, wait, that wasn't what I was talking about. But, you know.
0: so Did, did, anybody, did anybody mind that you were watching uh, Dice Clay and Real Sex?
1: I don't think no, I mean I was just watching Dice Clay, but like I guess real sex pop. Well it doesn't matter, yeah. But like I think they're they're laughing with the real sex thing, but like uh the Dice thing, uh I don't think they knew about Dice. I mean, you know, it was Dice was still kind of like I think it was just starting to break out, you know what I mean? It might have right. been like the uh Dangerfield special maybe. Wow. Might have been that. Yeah. I okay. was like what, eighty five or eighty six? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like uh and I I I think I know they uh, they were younger too. Like my aunt was younger and the husband are younger so that then. So they were into like Eddie Murphy and stuff, and you know. So it was that era of comedy. You know, they were like it was like, they're like in era I think mid twenties or something during that time. So, you, you put you know.
0: dice ahead of you put dice ahead of Eddie Murphy.
1: No, I mean for me, like I, I just, just like dice. Not, I I mean I wouldn't say that. I mean like uh, I mean I'd say like comic influences because like I do like pushing the edge and like you know, and also I think dice. Dice has its moments, too. I like the, you know, the... I like his like, almost like... It's like Kiss or, like, professional wrestling where it's such an over-the-top heel character, you know, that you kind of, like, laugh at it or you join with it, you know? Hmm, okay. I think performative-wise, like, Dice, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Eddie Murphy's, like, a genius, obviously. But i I I'd say Eddie more like with uh, comedic acting and, like, sketch for me, you know?
0: Right. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
1: Also, too, I yeah. think just... I mean, in a weird way, I think Eddie, like, basically started that 80s type of, like, raw, you know, like, there'd be no dice if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy during that time, you know?
0: He opened the door.
1: Like, a, Yeah, and, like, Kinison, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the different thing. Like, he kind of, like, opened the door for, like, more of a launchy, younger MTV-style, like, comedy that, like, you know, that definitely, like, affected. And even now, like, even Deaf Comedy Jam, there'd be no Deaf Comedy Jam without Eddie Murphy, you know?
0: Oh, no, of course not. Absolutely not. I mean, I mean, Eddie was just, I mean, the, those two specials are just off the charts. I mean, they're so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and really not two. I guess there's three, because there's the two early ones, and then there's Raw, right? Mm-hmm. It was com- yeah. I think it was Comedian, Delirious, and then Raw. I'm not sure if I have the uh, I have the order right. I mean, yeah, Raw yeah, I mean, like, the third.
1: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, Eddie Murphy was so, like, embedded in culture in the 80s, like, you forget about it. Though. He was like, Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson and like uh Mike Tyson maybe? Like those were like the, you know, that was like the 80s. That was like the biggest like 80 stars if you think about it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, Snow well, obviously all huge. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Eddie keeps saying he's going to come back to stand up and he just hasn't. I mean, it, it's uh, you I mean I, well, not, I wish he would. Now, I'd love obviously. to see it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he was again, great on yeah. SNL, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, no, yeah, sure, but I mean I think that
0: well the rumor was that he was going to pop in at I I work at the Comic Strip a lot and so he, he the rumor was that he was going to pop in at the Comic Strip which you know was of course just that a rumor because and even when when I heard it I was like, "Really?" I was like, "He hasn't been doing stand up. Like, I don't know why you think that's going to happen." Um right, right, but I think yeah. I think it was wishful thinking because we'd all love to see that. I mean, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Um so actually yeah, somebody somebody actually went, I think, and you know, was hoping he was going to be there that that one night like the Thursday. Um, the Thursday of it, because that was where Eddie started. But you know, all right. So, so I know you need to get out of here. But so we got a couple minutes left. I want to give you a chance to plug everything. So, uh, where where can we find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on uh, Monte-Killa, Montikilla, M O N T I K I L L A, on Instagram, on my Twitter. Also, Todd You just Google me. You can see a bunch of stuff. Uh, Montikilla Vision on my YouTube page. We have a great uh, web series, comedic web series called PN and Friends. It's really funny. We do a monthly episodes and stuff. We have seventeen episodes up now with extras. You can watch. It's a great binge if you like curb your enthusiasm and get a life, and uh, good times mixed in there. <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy, you'll dig that.
0: Get and, a life. Uh, yeah, get a, a life. The Chris the Chris Elliott thing.
1: Yeah, I think we had a we had a review oh. that said that compared to like Get a Life meets like uh, Seinfeld. You know? Oh man, did I love that
0: show! That, uh, that's uh, that's not one that a lot of people remember, I don't think. I'm, I'm I'm very pleased to hear that 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 popped up.
1: Yeah, man, you should check out the show. I would definitely like to hear what you think about it. You know, sure. It's uh, it's a fun, it's fun little ride. I mean, we shoot with like our smartphone cameras, but it's like it's really over the top. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird and funny and like, if you're a comedy fan, you definitely dig it. And uh, yeah, also the UG comedy show on Instagram Live every night at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's UG comedy show. On Instagram Live. You could watch the replays on IGTV. And uh, yeah, just again, also, a comedy show house party today, 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Uh, you could watch it on twitch.tv slash UG Comedy Show. Streaming live. Uh, comment, engage. We're going to engage with people and stuff. We figured out the uh, plug-in on WeStream, so comment away. It's going to be fun. So yeah, you just Google me, you'll find me. Okay. Todd Mondesi.
0: Todd Mondesi. All right, man. Thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Better.
0: All right. That was Todd. Todd had to go, so uh, I'm going to stick around here just for a little while because sometimes it's fun to do that. Um, so let's read the news. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. That's too depressing. That's too depressing. Uh, that's too depressing. Cuomo is going to meet with Trump. Oh boy, would I like to be a fly on the wall for that? That would be really interesting. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, Gloria Steinem says, TV drama of 1970s feminist history. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Not nearly enough superheroes in that. That's my feeling. I mean, there were a lot of superheroes in the in the 1970s, and I think uh, probably not a lot of them are feminist, but um, let's see. Uh, how to watch SpaceX's historic first Demo two astronaut launch live online. How is SpaceX launching things in an age of uh, social distancing? Huh? Huh? How is it? How are they doing that? That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a tropical birth. Bertha became a tropical storm and made landfall in less than two hours. Well, Bertha should go on a diet. Hey, oh, Oh, boy, that's just crazy. I'm just making up the ridiculous things. An avalanche of evictions could be bearing down in America's renders. This is very scary. Now, I I always like to keep it light. But that is a very, very scary thing to me, uh, because that could mean a lot of homeless people. And especially in New York, now, now a lot of people in New York, you know, maybe they're here and their parents are helping them with rent and that would be great. But I just, that's not all, it's not all people where there's parents are helping them out. You know, um, avalanche of evictions is not even a good album name. I mean, I just, it's not something that I want to see happen. Uh, I, I also, what's the point? Like landlords are going to do it. And then they're just, it's not like somebody else is going to come take the apartment, right? Like what, what, I mean, I, that's it's a really tricky one. I mean, if they're not paying the rent, you must pay the rent. But I can't pay the rent. And, but and someone's going to step in and I'll pay the rent. Is that the government? Is the government supposed to step in and say I'll pay the rent? You know, take the take the mustache, put it on the tie, and you know, do that whole thing. Man, oh man, that is just a bummer. The news is a bummer. I don't mean to be uh, you know overly silly about that. Like I, I was trying to, to. India faces swarm of locusts. Oh my god, this is biblical. This is crazy. Is this true? <laughs> oh, my God. India faces swarm of locusts. This is not murder hornets, but ugh, could you imagine if you're just, you know, you're hanging out, you're all you're, oh, the coronavirus is happening, and then suddenly it's time for locusts. Let's try entertainment news. Let's see if there's something uh, more pleasant in there. HBO Max is here, but you can't watch on Roku or Amazon Fire TV. Can't watch on Roku? How come I can't watch on Roku. Oh, that's crazy. If I can't watch on Roku, I'm not getting it. I have a Roku. Why is that the case? That's because those devices don't have HBO Max apps yet. Despite being available a PlayStation 4, Apple TV, Chromecast, web browsers, they've not yet reached an agreement with Roku or Amazon. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I. it says, if you have the HBO Go or HBO Now app on your Roku, you won't be able to watch HBO Max. Wow. I don't know. So they, they should still be able to use the existing. See, I like my HBO. There's stuff that I like to watch on HBO, um, not HBO Max. Huh. Interesting. Kate Middleton, furious at larger workload brought on by Meghan Markle, Prince Harry's Megxit. She's furious. The workload, the work the royals have to do. Uh, oh, my God. Lori Laughlin hoping to serve prison sentence at a different time than a husband for a daughter's sake. Oh, my God. Are we supposed to believe that you actually take care of those children? I mean, Kim, you know, Lori Loughlin hope longing to move on from college scandal night. I mean, come on. You did it. You did it. You're getting nothing. You're getting two months in jail just for pleading guilty and you know, getting – I mean, the amount of money that has been spent on the, by the state for prosecuting you, you should have to pay that back, you know? I mean, come on. Oh, boy. Disney World has a plan to reopen. Interesting. Let's see if I can read that real quick. The plan to reopen includes socially distanced lines. No, I'm just making stuff up. Uh, some of the smaller regional parks or all reopening plans include the dates, expect to get back to business. Universal Orlando had its approved plan last week. I don't think I'd feel comfortable going to a theme park right now. I mean, I understand why they want to, and there will be people who want to go, but I mean, theme parks are crowded. I guess they won't be if it's not if what this is going on. But I don't know. I don't know. Will masks be required to wear if Disney World goes to the reopening date sooner rather than later? Uh, so it's not quite locked down yet. Not quite locked down yet. Boy, oh boy. Um, America's Got Talent. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. What Jimmy Fallon said about the, he apologizes for the blackface sketch. Now somebody said something interesting that it's not blackface. He's playing Chris Rock. I don't know if I agree with that, but I think it's an interest. I should have asked Todd about that. That was a mistake. That was that was a missed opportunity. But um, Jimmy Fallon received criticism blah, blah, blah. in 2000 while on SNL. There was no excuse for this. I'm sorry. The unquestionably offensive decision. Thank all of you for holding me accountable. Well, that's pretty good i mean what's he supposed to say uh the sketch emerged just over a year ago after snl aired a sketch mocking white people's attitudes toward blackface uh it was funny and cool in the 80s it does it does still count and it was never funny or cool um and then jimmy Kimmel did uh hall of famer carmelone on the man show and then on the same show he also played oprah winfrey um all your kings of late night, you know, the truth. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it happened. And it's interesting because we're not going after um, Billy Crystal, who did the same thing. And it's, I, I wonder, like, I bet those are still available because that was even that was longer ago. And no one's no one's claimed that it's offensive. So those are still there. I think it's not that big a deal. I think it's a thing that we used to do and maybe a thing that we were never supposed to do. And now we know better. You know, and so now we're not going to do it, right? I mean, I feel like that's, I i don't know. I, I just, i what What are we supposed to do? I mean, it's its like it's a thing that happened. And so all of a sudden Twitter gets angry and then, I don't know, maybe Twitter's going to get angry at me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about me on Twitter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, Chrissy Teigen got COVID-19 test and prep for breast implant rule. It really is true. That this, the famous can get the COVID 19 test in a way that other people cannot, although they say they have them at the City MD right near me. So I don't know. Oh, Janet Dewan gets soaking wet in a black swimsuit 11 weeks after giving birth. This is the happy news, the pleasant news. Christian Band responds to its lead singer saying he no longer believes in God. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic! That's awesome! I love this headline. This is fun. This is fun going down the headlines. Christian Hawk. Christian Hawk Nelson. Uh, popular Christian band together get the for 20 years. John Steingard says he no longer believes in God. Hawk Nelson. So, so it's not Christian Hawk Nelson. It's just Hawk Nelson. Hawk Nelson told Fox News, God is still for John and he still matters. The truth doesn't change because we question it. What? One of our best friends, one of whom we've walked, worked, and lived with for 20 years, innermost feelings in his faith journey this past week. How could you be in a Christian rock band um, by saying that you don't believe in God? That seems – I mean that's like being um, in a metal band and not believing in Satan. No, it's actually not like that because the thing is like the metal bands still aren't – like the the satanic belief is not a requirement. Like you don't have to be a Satanist to be in Slayer. You just have to be willing to kind of talk about that. But – like I think – I want to say like some of the, one of the guys in Slayers is you know, like a Christian or a Catholic or something. Like you know, it's, not, it's not a requirement, whereas, it, whereas in, the, in this, like you really are you're, – you've you got to practice what you preach. If you don't practice, you can't preach, right? Isn't that, isn't that what makes sense? I don't know. After growing up in a – okay, let's read this. This is not a post I ever thought I would write, but now I feel like I really need to. I've agonized over whether to say this publicly, and if so, how to do it. But now I feel that it's less important how I do it and more important that I do it. So here goes. After growing up in a Christian home, being a pastor's kid, playing and singing in a Christian band, and having the word Christian in front of most of the things I in my life, I am now finding I no longer believe in God. The last few words of that sentence were hard to write. I still find myself wanting to soften that statement by wording it differently or less specifically, but it wouldn't be as true. The process of getting to that sentence has been several years in the making. It didn't happen overnight or all of a sudden. It's more like pulling on the threads of a sweater and one day discovering there was no more sweater left. I have been terrified, to be honest, about this publicly for quite some time because of all that I thought I would lose. I'm still scared, but I'm writing about this now for a few reasons. First, I could no longer simply avoid it. Processing this quietly felt right when I simply had doubts. But once they solidified into a genuine point of view, it began to feel dishonest not to talk about it. Oh, my God, there's more. Oh, my God, there's a lot more. Um... Oh this goes on forever. He wrote the Bible. He rewrote the Bible and my god. Wow. This is really long. I'm not going to read all this. We'd be here all day. This is like 7 pages. Wow. Okay. Um I am amazed when people with the, by the long the late the Christian Rock Frontbrace Front shared a lengthy note on Instagram. Well, yeah, it's real lengthy. Might even be girthy. Hey, oh, man! I don't know what to do with that. Um, I got to write a joke about that at some point because, it really, it's like it. This is the way. It, this is the way comedy can work in situations like this. You know, uh, the lead singer of a Christian rock band says he no longer believes in God. That's like. And it's, you know, that's like a metal band not believing in Satan, but that doesn't actually work. And I don't like it if it's not true, because the thing is, with a metal band, you don't have to believe in Satan. But I really do. I don't know how you could be sitting up there like, Jesus, Jesus is my savior. You know, like, how do you do that and then not believe it? It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't see how that's possible. All right, We got about five minutes left. Let's see. After Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's rain on me, which other superstars still need to team up? I don't know, Doha Cat and Katy Perry. How about that? There you go. I named two artists. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. Boy, oh boy. Space Force for... Yeah, this seems weird to me. Steve Carell and John Malkovich are doing a series called Space Force on Netflix. And I, I mean, I just... That's a little precious for me. It's, it's like, you know, we're, we're goofing on Trump, you know, whatever. But it feels a little forced. I mean, this feels more like a YouTube thing. Like some, the premise has great potential, the jokes always land, and the show doesn't know what it wants to be. Well, if the show doesn't know what it wants to be, that is a big problem. Okay? I don't know. I, John, Steve Carell and John Malkovich had strong comedic chemistry. I didn't know that. I, that's interesting. I, I, I think that's interesting. There's also a website called We Have a Hulk. We have a Hulk. Co. Uk. Wow, that's pretty cool. I don't know. Um, season one of Space Force. Oh, this was filmed a while ago. I thought this was going to be like a socially distant, quarantine kind of film. So I guess Space Force came. They, they must have rushed this in because I feel like Space Force didn't wasn't happen that long ago. Um, Corell is best to distance himself from Michael Scott. You know, I think he's done that. I mean, he's Steve Carell. I mean, Michael Scott was. Michael Scott was big, and obviously that the Office was huge, but. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I haven't seen it. Tom Cruise space set film moves closer to reality after adding director. This is not getting enough press. Tom Cruise wanting to film in space is just fascinating to me. And I don't think enough people care. I really don't. Like, so they, they got a director now. Like This is a real thing. Are there going to be other people there? Because first of all, how do you go to space? You have to do, in order to go to space, you've got to be an astronaut. Tom Cruise is almost 60, okay? I think he's like 57. I should probably look that up, but I'm – all right, fine, I'll look it up. How old is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise age, 57 years old. I was right. I didn't need to look it up. So, I mean, he, I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. Like, I mean, he's in, he's in better shape now than I will ever have been in. I mean, you know, there, there's no doubt about that. The guy, you know, kills it, does his own stunts. It's all good. But he's going to go to space? Like, space is next level, man. That, that's much harder. Man. So they added a director. I'm just wanted, I'm waiting for they add another actor. Because I feel like you can't do this. I mean... It, let's see. Yeah, 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 I'm okay with that website. Be shot aboard the International Space Station, backed by NASA and Elon Musk. Doug Lyman, Edge of Tomorrow and American Made. Has written a script. The production the directing... I need I need a co-star, man. I need a co-star. I I just I, that's what I want to hear. I want to know who's gonna who else is gonna be in it. Like, is it, are the people on the International Space Station gonna be in it? Because you know, like, wouldn't this be disruptive? Don't they have stuff to do on the International Space Station, right? Like, I feel like this is maybe a little bit rude. Like, he's he's just gonna go up there, like, hi, oh, I'm filming a movie, and it's like, well, okay, because and if filming a movie, like, you're gonna have to get a camera up there. I I don't know. I just – I'll watch it because I'll be real curious. I mean, I'm curious just about the news of it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So where can you find me? I am Brett Singer. This is Brett from the Bunker. We are here uh, almost every day at 11 a.m. live, and then it goes out on Apple Podcasts um, and also here on Blog Talk Radio. It gets archived. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Brett Singer. That's Brett Singer, all one word, Brett with two T's. I'm on Facebook, Brett Singer. I'm easy to find. Um, on Instagram, I'm multimedia, Media with an N like Nancy. And um, I also do I do a weekly uh, show on Mondays. You can find that. It's promoted on my Instagram. It's promoted on my Facebook. It's promoted on my Twitter. Uh, it is called Monday Night Live. And I think that's going to be it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone, please, 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 thank you for listening, and please stay safe.